Hello, CNTs. Welcome back to your favorite Femillennial Multimedia News broadcast, delivering you the sarcasm you deserve. I'm your host, Arielle, coming at you from Los Angeles. And what's up, y'all? I'm Daryl, coming at you from NYC. And y'all know we had to take a little break for Thanksgiving, but we back. So I hope y'all had enough turkey, because we about to go ham. Oh, no. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr, but probably all of those platforms by our handle at I'm a Real CNT. You can subscribe to our newsletter through the Facebook page or just email us at I'm a Real CNT at gmail.com. And obviously, you should subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud so you don't miss any more episodes. So stay tuned to CNT. Politically aware, but not always correct. What's up, CNTs? Now it's time for some current events. We've talked before about how much local elections matter when it comes to enacting change. There was Jenny Durkin. First lesbian mayor elected in Seattle. Zachary DeWolf. First openly gay school board member. And then we can't forget about Danica Roam of Virginia. Among the first openly transgender state legislators, who, with a sweet dose of karma, replaced the guy who wrote the anti-trans bathroom bill. Well, now we have one more honorary CNT of bad bitchery to add to the list. Remember Kim Davis? I can't put my name on a license that doesn't represent what God ordained marriage to be. Nah, she's not the one. She's the Kentucky County clerk who was briefly jailed for denying a marriage license to a gay couple. And this was immediately following the Supreme Court decision to legalize same-sex marriage. Well, David Ermold, the man Kim Davis denied that marriage license to, is now following in Danica Roam's footsteps by running against his oppressor for the county clerk's seat. He said he wants to restore the confidence of the people in the office, which is way more than can be said for most elected officials these days. This county in Kentucky is primarily conservative, so who knows if it'll win. But you got our support, David Ermold. Shit. We might even move to Kentucky just for you. Hell to the no. Kentucky didn't make anal legal until 1992. (laughs) And in some places, it's still illegal for a woman to buy a hat without her husband's permission. Mm, Yeah, you're right. Well, y'all, in royal news, there is about to be a princess of color in the Buckingham Palace. And no, Disney, we're not talking about Tiana. Prince Harry of England is about to wife up U.S. actor and L.A. native Meghan Markle. Women need a seat at the table. And in some cases where this isn't available, well, then you know what? Then they need to create their own table. Contrary to popular belief, Meghan Markle may not be the first woman of color royalty in England, though. Historians say Queen Charlotte, the wife of King George III, came from a branch of the Portuguese family of African descent. Now this is what they don't tell you in the history books. What they also don't tell you is that Meghan apparently already had royal blood to begin with. According to genealogist Gary Boyd Roberts, Markle is a descendant of King Edward III, So, technically, she's Prince Harry's 17th cousin. Hey, we all had that cousin growing up that we thought was a little cute. Girl, get your prince. Most of us Jews are eighth cousins anyways. You're fine, girl. Oh, and another thing. She may not even be crowned a princess. They might just make her a duchess instead. But that happened with Kate, too. So it's definitely not personal. I mean, as not personal as 17th cousins can be. Well, either way, Meghan Markle, you will always be considered a queen in our book. 
We'll keep an eye out for our personal invite. In sadder news, we know y'all are probably enjoying those holiday leftovers, but don't forget that over in Yemen, 9 million people are facing famine, resulting in what the UN is calling the world's worst humanitarian crisis. We are facing real exhausting life conditions. None of the government authorities or relief organizations are reaching out to us. Diseases are spreading and the children are getting sick. We can't afford to eat. How can we afford to treat them or buy medicine? It's a crisis aid agencies say they're desperate to address. Saudi Arabia has enforced a blockade on Yemen, and even the temporary lift that they are considering would put three million lives at risk. This is a no-brainer, right? Well, our no-brainer President Trump has strongly supported Saudi Arabia's military actions in the past. The administration has declined to say whether Saudi Arabia is violating international or U.S. laws through its actions. Again, they are on some games. Now, if y'all were trying to play the quiet game, I wish this could have happened before the disaster tax plan got passed. Or how about Trump and King Jong-un play the quiet game on Twitter? Or how about we add a new rule to the quiet game altogether? You can only play when 9 million lives aren't at risk. If you're feeling helpless these holidays, don't play the quiet game too. Remember that you can always volunteer at your local food bank or soup kitchen. The State Department may not be offering a helping hand, but we sure as hell can. And now, before we get into the story of the day, here's a little message from our sponsors. As more lovely listeners have started tuning in to CNT, you've also been contacted by more potential contributors. We love sharing our platform with new voices, but one group has gone above and beyond in their request to join our show, Straight White Men. We here at CNT greatly value diversity, especially the kind of diversity that makes us look more like 90% of Hollywood. Many of the men who want to get involved have kindly informed us that they are experienced podcasters and comedy writers, way more experienced than us. So experienced that we wondered why they they weren't writing their own podcast. Our manly admirers have also emphasized that they are experienced male feminists, which is harder than being a normal feminist because they must go through the unnatural and gruesome task of imagining that they are women. We've heard these men, these many, many men, and we've listened. CNT would like to officially introduce our brother channel, PNS, for the straight white male perspective and true diversity, because the best way to achieve success is by selling out your principles. The new cast of PNS will feature the most diverse range of contributors we could find, including a born-again Christian, a fiscal Republican, and some guy who's one-eighth Cherokee. And since we've never been afraid to address the nuances of human sexuality, we've even brought on my high school ex-boyfriend Jeff, who would totally go gay for Zane because he is straight, not blind. Here's a sneak preview of what you can expect from PNS. I struggled with the label feminist for a long time. Screw that, uh, bro. Miriam Webster defines feminism as the theory of the political, economic, and social equality Tell of the sexes. Tell your bros that buying a This Is <laughs> What A you. Feminist Looks Like t-shirt off Etsy was the best thing that ever happened to my sex life, man. Wow. I already feel enlightened. Before you ask, PNS will not be accepting female contributors of any experience level, color, or boob size. If CNT is the house that women built, think of PNS as the no girls allowed treehouse in our backyard. It's nothing personal, ladies. PNS just needs a room of one's own. Don't worry, the original CNT will keep broadcasting as usual. At least until we settle down with one of those PNS boys and set our aspirations aside for the good of the kids. We here at CNT are not misandrists. In fact, we fully believe that straight white men could do our job better than us. We don't hate men. We love PNS. And now you can love PNS too. Coming at you hard and fast from CNT Studios. 
in your ears, in your eyes, and in your heart. Welcome back, CNTs. Now it's time for our main story. Trump's America has been a masterclass in history repeating itself. And while America likes to be number one in regression these days, Libya might actually have us beat. So all you people who are tired of slavery movies, or even those people who claim, uh, slavery was hundreds of years ago, get over it. I'm here to tell you that much like Chokers and Jumanji, slavery is making a comeback. Now a dream of a better life turned into a living hell on the shores of the Mediterranean. The UN-backed government in Libya said it is looking into allegations that African migrants are being sold in slave markets. Yeah, slave trade in 2017. What a throwback. In West African countries like Nigeria, Ghana, and Mali, conditions are so bad that many have been left with no other choice than to pay smugglers for safe passage through Libya into Europe. But instead, many of these refugees and migrants have been met with imprisonment in Libya's detention centers, or even worse, human trafficking. And even if these asylum seekers did make it to sea, the Libyan Coast Guard has become stricter on illegal boats thanks to funds coming in from the EU and Italy, where xenophobia is trending harder than the Black Plague. So hundreds of thousands of migrants and refugees have been forced into these overpopulated detention centers, rampant with reports of rape, murder, and theft. The chairman of the African Union Commission has called these conditions inhumane, which is putting it mildly. Sounds like Whole Foods treats their grass-fed chickens better than Libya is treating their prisoners. And Nigerian President Muhammadu Buhari is apparently feeling the same way. Buhari said he was appalled that some displaced citizens were being sold like goats for a few dollars in Libya. President Buhari, I'm appalled too. Shit. For some reason, I feel personally connected and incredibly offended by this whole thing. I mean, back in the day, my African ancestors were worth at least a stack, right? Ooh, that's dark. So how did Libya get to this point? Ever since the U.S. unseated former Prime Minister Muammar Gaddafi in 2011, a vacuum of power was left, which President Obama Loki refers to as the worst mistake of his presidency. Now, with rival governments and militias at every turn, there is no real rule of law in Libya meaning pretty much anything could happen. Libya has now launched a formal investigation, but being a failed state and all, I don't know how far that's gonna go, especially since a lot of people are seeing this whole slavery thing as a booming industry to help the economy. Sounds familiar, no? America is definitely number one in setting trends. And I can't help but feel like this new announcement of a formal investigation is just a bit sus, there have been murmurings of slave trade in Libya since 2011. Ariel, clearly you are not the only one who feels this whole situation is sus. As a matter of fact, Trump's constant claims that CNN is fake news even have some Libyans questioning if this slave trade is happening at all. But the thing is, there are receipts. An undercover CNN reporter caught a video of auctioneers selling 12 Nigerian slaves. Big strong boys for farm work, he says. 400. 700. 700. 800. The numbers roll in. These men are sold for 1,200 Libyan pounds, $400 a piece. Shit, I'd like to believe that it isn't happening in 2017 either. But the way the history is set up, it's 
kind of hard to be in denial about something like this. Plus, Mercury is in retrograde, so anything's possible. Luckily, French President Macron says he is discussing with the UN the best way to target the human traffickers. Uh, considering that there are an estimated 1 million migrants in Libya and France will only be taking in 25 human trafficking victims who were evacuated by the UN, my hopes aren't high. It's not like the US is making an effort to clean up this mess. Let's hope that this international discussion doesn't take another 200-something years like pre-Civil War America. Because one thing's for sure, Libya, we really don't need another Roots remake. Or Jumanji, for that matter. As always, we never end a depressing episode without giving you CNT some way to help. You can support the International Organization of Migration or start simple by getting informed. Go to slaveryfootprint.com where you can learn just how many slaves have contributed to the products you consume on a daily basis. I will also have you know that the official one-year approval poll for Prima Donald is out and there are write-in options. So if you'd like to let your president know that his pussy-grabbing, justice-obstructing, swampy orange hypocrite behind has less to offer than a rotten banana and should genuinely consider opening borders to the people who are dying of famine and human trafficking as we speak, go to gop.com backslash official one-year approval poll. Three, two, one, go. That's it for today, guys. We'd like to take a moment to shout out the fire riders and contributors who made today's episode of CNT happen. Macy Atkinson, Hannah Berggren, Daryl Bright, John Clay III, Alicia Etnoff, Ariel Hoffmeyer, Stephanie Kane, Nevaeh Lane, Catherine Lennon, Kiara Matthews, Isabel Pask, Mike Plenty, Keaton Shapiro, and Ariel Zucker. Catch us next week by subscribing to us on iTunes and be sure to follow us on our handles at I'm a Real CNT on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And don't forget to go to our Facebook page and subscribe to our newsletter for kick-ass content delivered straight to your inbox. I'm your host, Ariel. And I'm Daryl. And this is CNT, reminding you to wake, wake up, up and, and stay, stay woke. woke. Later. Naturally, this leads to many arguments. Our story opens in the midst of one. Grow up for fuck's sake!